You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Abby Ticehurst. Hello, hello. And joining us this week, Mr. Bob Bacon. Bob, great to have you back on the pod. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Absolutely. Adding a bit of sort of gravitas and perhaps knowledge to our uh, crew, which is sadly <laughs> lacking. So uh, very, very glad to have you on indeed. You're welcome. Good, good. Well, we've got a fair bit to talk about, so we're going to get jumped straight in. And where better to start than a FA Cup roundup of the last weekend? We had uh, first qualifying round action in Berkshire uh, and beyond, of course. Um, but uh, it was a pretty successful weekend for us. Uh, we had five teams entered into the first qualifying round, and four of them went through. This, the another went to a replay, and sadly, uh, that was Binfield that went out last night. But overall, uh, five, uh, four teams out of five going through. Uh, a pretty good weekend for Berkshire football. Bob, do you want to pick up one of the uh, uh, teams and uh, perhaps uh, talk through what you thought of uh, the performances? Well, I, I certainly pick up on Binfield. I was there on Saturday. Um, uh, I have to say, I didn't think Northwood were the team that they were last year in terms of uh, quality. Um, Binfield huffed and puffed a little bit. A um, little bit lightweight, in my opinion, going going forward and, and defensively, um, they looked a bit at six and sevens at times. But fair play to them, you know, they they didn't play badly. Um, they uh, they created lots of chances in the first half, which was really encouraging, um, and then then got the goals to, to you know to, to to lead the game. But Northwood really put the pressure on in the last in the last few minutes, and 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 dare I say it was almost the inevitable uh, result. Yeah, so uh, Binfield going 2-0 up in that one, of course, and being pegged back to 2-2, uh, meaning they had to travel to Northwood on Tuesday night and unfortunately coming away uh, the wrong side of a 1-0 scoreline. Um, I don't presume you were at that game, Bob, at all. No, I, I didn't go last night, but I saw, I saw the manager talking about the journey that they're on and um, some, of these, some of these youngsters um, are on, definitely are on a journey. Uh, but how quick they they learn and progress now, which will which will really count not not just not just you know in the next few games, but for the whole season. Exactly, yeah. Binfield do seem to be going through a bit of a rebuilding, shall we say? So good to see that they had uh, a decent. Well, they got through one round of the they got through the preliminary round of the FA Cup and gave a good account of themselves, I presume, uh, in this one. So. You know, where do you see them pitching? Uh, where do you see them levelling out this season? Are you hopeful that they might, you know, these players might gel and uh, uh, push on to maybe, I don't know, a mid-table finish? Well, you'd, you'd like to think so. I think um, I, I think the next four or five league games will be really telling. Absolutely, yeah. So they, so. They've, got, they've got to get the wins. Um, in my opinion, they would benefit from having some more mature heads in that team. When I, when I look at the players that have gone elsewhere, you know, the Liam Gavins, the, the Joe Gators and, and, and these and these people, um, their, their, their experience and strength in, in the side was was quite invaluable. And Binfield don't seem to have it at the minute. There's no doubt they're a well-coached side, no doubt about that. 
Um, but it's the finishing product, you know. And 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 I think I think for Binfield too. I mean, disappointing for me. I, I've been to a couple of Ascot games this year as as well as Binfield, and I, I'm really surprised that the crowds aren't higher than they are as well. You know, I I, I didn't think the, the crowd on Saturday at Binfield was particularly good. I you know certainly I would have expected far more. Um, and there's you know there's I think when you haven't got local boys in the side, it does affect who come through the gate as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully for Binfield that can improve. Like you say, it is a bit of a sort of rebuilding phase for them at the moment. So hopefully they're on the path to something uh, positive. But yeah, I, I do share some of your concerns there, I have to say, Bill. So uh, yeah, one to keep an eye on. And hopefully yeah. we are um, sat here in a month's time talking about the, the fantastic progress that they've made at Binfield. And uh, yeah, yeah, pushing through. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, a couple of the other sides that were involved in FA Cup action. Uh, Ascot um, getting to the first qualifying round, equaling their best ever run and coming away with a 1-0 win at home to Westfield. Um, Abby, you're probably still uh, the best place uh, to talk through this one. Um, what would be the reaction to that now, the, um, the race? Um, I, do you know what I think... Jamie Tompkins has ticked everything off the list now in terms of achieving things the last managers didn't and things like that. So um, I think anywhere beyond this is uh, a, a plus, really, at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you want to go as far as you can. But um, yeah, I think they, they kind of ground that game out a little bit. And it was a, a last minute screamer from uh, Oliver McCoy as the ball came back out again. Um, He's a new signing there. Um, so, yeah, I think that they'll be immensely pleased with, with that. Um, and, yeah, best best of luck to them in the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, taking um, to life at step four pretty comfortably so far. Um, yeah, looking uh, looking like a, a perhaps a side to watch for the upcoming season, do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's hard to tell, really, isn't it? And I think mm. that jump between step five and four is probably quite a big one. Um, Bob, you'll know more about that, I, I imagine. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think they could maybe had a little bit of a sort of a first game shaky start um, coming away with that loss against Rains Park Vale. But actually, I think they've they've settled in. Obviously, there's been a little bit of movement in terms of players leaving and, and new players coming in. So I think they're just sort of bedding in in terms of getting that new sort of uh, like player camp kind of feeling and just everyone's getting used to Jamie's playing style and things like that. But yeah, they I think they're they're going to have a great season to be honest. Um, yeah, the only way is up really. Absolutely, interesting team to keep an eye on. So uh, again, another one perhaps we'll be talking about a bit more as the months progress. Um, to round out the FA Cup talk, we had uh, a comfortable four 0 home victory for Huggerman Town uh, at home to Petersfield Town. Uh, Bracknell Town won two 0 away at Harrow Borough. And Reading City, who were playing in the first qualifying round for the first time in their history, pulled off a 3-1 victory against Shaftesbury. Uh, that was, uh, I was at that game. That was particularly, uh, like, full-blooded, should we say. Quite an interesting <laughs> cup tie. But uh, Reading City, well worth their victory, I have to say. I think they were, um, Shaftesbury looks like they a side that were coming expecting to win. But Reading City, I think, were the better side on the day. After, apart from a few spells here and there um reading had the better of their uh, better of their opponents and it's quite nervy because uh, there was a lot of injury time due to an unfortunate injury for the Shaftesbury goalkeeper and uh, i think Shaftesbury scored fairly early on in that injury time to make it 2-1 uh, right at the right at the death 
Reading scored uh, their third and uh, uh, deservedly took the points away. And at that point, sparked quite wild scenes of celebration. So seeing them in the uh, second qualifying round for the first time ever, that's quite an achievement. Uh, Bob, why, why don't you speak to that for a, for a moment? Well, I, I think, um, you know, Simon's doing a, a good job from the bench down there. Um, they've got some interesting players. They've got some, I think they've got quite a nice mix, actually, of flair players and, um, uh, you know, step five players. And, you know, they, 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 they will always do relatively well, I think, with Simon in charge because he's, 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 you know, he, know, he knows, knows exactly what he's doing. But look at the wins that Reading have had this year. You know, they've been, been quite impressive. Um, I think I think they've they've not conceded many goals this year, uh, which is which is one of the first things I look at in in any side. Yeah, if you're not conceding, you you, you, you know you're you're really putting the pressure on. And uh, I think I think they're they're very credible. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. Some interesting sides in Berkshire to watch this season. To round out the FA Cup chat, um, uh, the second qualified draw was made on Monday. Ascot drawn at home to Lewis, uh, Bracknell Town at home to Haverton Waterlooville. Hungerford Town away to Chippenham Town in a bit of a, a local derby on that one. Um, Slough Town, who come into the uh, competition at this stage, are away at Hayes and Yedding. And Reading rewarded uh, for that victory with a home tie against Winchester City from step four. An interesting tie, that one. So uh, wants to watch. Uh, I think it is uh, the weekend after next, I believe, uh, yeah. when those uh, games are played. Uh, but one player who won't be playing at... Um, Reading City uh, going forward is Jamal Johnson, who we've just seen make the move uh, down to Windsor and Eton. Uh, Bob, another perfect person to have on the pod today to talk about uh, JJ a little bit. That's a pretty good move for uh, or a pretty good move for Windsor and Eton. What sort of player are they getting uh, down at Stag Meadow? Well, they're going to get somebody who's as honest as a day long, you know, and is a real gentleman. In his two spells at, at Binfield, he was. Dare I say, a model, a model player. Um, he's got good advice for some of the kids as well, which will, which will, which will be beneficial. Um, maybe he's not as quick as he used to be, and maybe he's not as sprightly as he will be. But he's a he's a good uh, user of the ball. Um, I know that um, when he was at Binfield during the, the Vars run, he was really one of those um, uh, great players to bring in off the bench for the last 15, 20 minutes, and, and he, he frequently created an impact. He's got goals in him, but I think now he's, he steps a bit away from the forward line. He's, he's really creative, and he'll be a, he'll be a massive influence in that in that dressing room down at Windsor and Eaton as well. You know, it's, um, uh, I say he's very honest. He's, he's very candid, um, and actually, he is as a youth coach because coaches uh, I've watched him coach the teams at the junior team at Binfield. He's a very good coach as well, so he's got it upstairs as well as as, as well as done on his on his uh, on his feet. Absolutely, yeah. Windsor and Eton getting a good player there and looking quite ominous in that division, uh, having started slightly slowly, but really finding their feet now. So, uh, yeah, another team to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's a, it's a it's a great story from you know out of the ashes, something something risen, and it's I think it's wonderful yeah. actually that all the fans have got behind him. I mean, you know, let. <laughs> You know, I've always said this to. I've always said this about this level of football. It's about how your community engages, and they've, you know, when they get that community engaged and, and start moving with the team, and that they have that camaraderie that they clearly do at the minute. You know, uh, Matt's no mug as a manager as well. He knows what he needs to do, and his his, his team know what they're doing as well. 
you know, I, it'd be just wonderful to see them rise up and keep going. Absolutely, yeah. And hopefully they can uh, make the jump through the divisions fairly quickly. We can see a team, well, representing Windsor, sort of higher up the uh, steps in the near yeah. future. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Well, um, we've been away for a couple of weeks. And while we have been away, uh, the women's season kicked off, or at least in, at some levels the women's season kicked off. Obviously, the WSL still yet to start uh, with the uh, uh, the World <laughs> Cup only just finishing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but, Abby, you're finally getting to go to a couple of games. So you were at the Reading women's game at the weekend. Uh, why don't you talk us through that? Yes, I was indeed. Um, it's a very much changed side. Obviously, we've got new management in uh, Liam Gilbert and Dan Logue, and um, lots of new players. Lots of lots of an, another exodus. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sick of that word, but there we are. <laughs> uh, players gone, and but we're making some good signings, I think. And actually, I was having this conversation with. Uh, who was I talking to about? Oh, I was talking to Andy from Wokingham Today the other day. Um, and I genuinely, I don't think it's a bad thing that we're kind of, we've, we've, been rele- we've been relegated and that we're currently in the championship. I actually think with the new players that have come in and new management that the championship is the right place to be right now. And it's, it's about a sort of, I'm not, I'm not focusing too much on uh, results and things like that now because it's, it's a kind of cliche sort of building foundation season, I think, for the club. And so, um, yeah, it's just about seeing the team kind of come together and Liam being able to implement his new style. And I think that's definitely happening. I mean, they've only played two games. Um, first home game on Saturday uh, against Charlton. I think they, they gave a really good account of themselves, to be honest. Um I mean, we're, we're yet to drop points and I've forgotten what that felt like at least. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting an away win against London City. We didn't register a single one of those last season. So an away win would be fantastic. Just just one this season would be great. <laughs> um, but obviously I'd like them to do better. Um, I don't think we need to be thinking about promotion at this point, to be honest, um, whilst there's so much kind of building to be done with the team. But yeah, like I said, I think they gave a good account of themselves. Um, not quite so much from Santa Trollsgaard with that red card, although, I mean, I've watched it a few times. I think I think Kira Skills made the most of it, definitely, but I think it probably was a fair decision, to be honest. But the fact that we were able to uh, see out a nil-nil draw against Charlton, who are a, a well-established championship side and, and a physical one at that as well, I think is, is testament to where the team's going to go this season. Uh, yeah, I know you said that you're not necessarily looking at results so far, but if I, had to, uh, if I pressed you and said, where do you see this side finishing uh, <laughs> come April or uh, May, what would you say, Abby? Rob, every time you ask me this, I feel like I jinx it and then we end up worse <laughs> and worse. Um... Well, say first then, and then uh, <laughs> there's further yeah, to drop. Yeah, yeah. Suppose, yeah. Let's just go promotion. <laughs> Who cares at that point? Um, yeah. I think I'm just... Let... I think mid table would be very acceptable. I mean, we 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 are still there. Are, there are still players from our WSL reign in amongst the squad who who are there, and some important ones as well. Actually, uh, Deanna Cooper, for example, she's been at the club a little while now. She's one of our older players as well, and she's obviously got WSL pedigree, having come from Chelsea. So I think she's really key to the team, brings that experience. Same with Brooke Hendricks as well. She's not been at the club that long, but I mean, she's definitely important. And she was so key to to Sunday's performance as well. She, she's 
so so crucial in that centre back position. So I think yeah, we've got a, a mix of a mix of experience. Although I think we are going to lean a lot on on the academy side, much like the men's side are this season as well. So let's let's go mid table somewhere. I'm 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 less sixth seventh maybe I think would be would be nice. But as I said, like I, it's it's such a sort of building foundation season that I'm not I'm not too too worried about. Let's, let's review that position in October, eh? <laughs> so, yeah, so Abby, Abby, what's the spirit like amongst the squad versus last year? So changed, so changed. I think it it was the, the losses and like the atmosphere was relentless in terms of negativity last year. I think, and actually, yeah, it's it's improved vastly. And um, I actually went to the sort of season launch party that they had at the club a couple of weeks ago, and it was really nice to be able to just sort of have a chit chat with some of the players, to be honest. Obviously that's quite, quite at the level that they're at. It's, it's a real privilege to be able to do that. And I got a chance to speak to, to Lee and M Dan themselves as well. It's, it's immensely positive and like you can see from training photos and that big smiles and things like that. So I think the kind of that reset, that sort of new slate was needed. Yeah. Um, I also think as well, in terms of the fans as well, so they've moved the fans from the East stand to the West stand. So they're now, where where the dugout is and I think that's probably going to help them as well um in terms of the morale of of on on a match day kind of they they hear the fans as soon as they come out and when they're coming in as well if they're potentially on the back foot and thing like that they need that little pick me up so I think actually that's really really important move from from the club to have moved from east to west end very interesting well, you know another side to keep an eye on as we go through what perhaps like you say a developing season but on Sunday, you went to see a side that where positivity is also running right through the squad. Um, Maidenhead United women's side have started the season with two wins from two. They currently see it second in the uh, Division One, sorry, the Women's National League Division One Southwest table, uh, behind High Flying Bournemouth, who have also started the season very strongly. Uh, and you saw the uh, Maidenhead United uh, win five nil at home to Selsey at the, at the weekend. Pretty good start to the season, Abby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so obviously, I bumped into our good friend Neil Maskell there as a mm-hmm. club secretary, and he, I well, I said to him, I was disappointed I didn't see any goals on Saturday, so I was looking for goals, and he also told me that he hadn't seen Maidenhead score in four games. So I was like, don't <laughs> yeah. worry, I'm here. I'm here to sort things out, and yeah, they didn't disappoint. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was a really. Uh, I, I posted on Twitter afterwards saying that it was a real complete complete performance for Maiden and I think it really genuinely was um it was really nice to see like so they've obviously themselves had a little a couple of sort of uh tricky seasons where they've had management changes and things like that but I think Ed and his his management team have really bedded in now and they're keen to push for for, for some decent performances from the team this season I'm not sure if promotion is on the cards necessarily um but I definitely think they'll want to be up there they've had quite a few sort of mid-table uh, finishes in the last few years and been sort of borderline near the, near the relegation zone a couple of times as well. But I think, that, yeah, that you can really see the ambition in, in Ed and his team. Um, and it showed on the pitch on Sunday, definitely. Um, yeah, just some really, really nice, nice football they played, actually. And um, real, I mean, it's again a cliche, but real team football as well. Everybody was involved with every phase of play at every opportunity, and they were pre- pretty unrelenting, to be honest. And Chelsea were were barely able to get through the midfield, let alone beyond the defence to to 
trouble trouble uh, the keeper at all. So um, again, that they're another team who have had a few few leave and a few new people come in, but actually, yeah, some real positive uh, p- players there, and um, yeah, some really lovely goals. I, I mean, a hat trick for Simone O'Brien, like she, she's not a stranger to goals at all, and her third one was an absolute scream, one of those ones that catches the crossbar as it goes in and you can mm-hmm. see the back of the net ripple so yeah it was lovely um but yeah so, so three goals for her and one for Gemma Bloor as well who's who's a stalwart defender of Maidenhead as well so that was nice to see her get on the score sheet as well so um they brought in a player Isaac Gregory she, she was my my star player of, of the game um She's a very cool, calm, collected uh, left back, and yeah, she, uh, they brought her in from from Bournemouth, I believe, actually. Um, and uh, <coughs> sorry, that's the dog. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and so she, yeah, she just yeah under pressure regularly. She she was playing sort of Kira Kira Walsh esque football under, under pressure quite a lot, uh, as she was able to sort of c- come forward a little bit more actually, and so they sort of. We're playing with a back three at some time, even a back two, in fact, actually, because they sort of moved into full back, like wing back positions, both the left and right back. So, um, yeah, it just looks like it's going to be some really exciting football for Maintain this season. Um, Celsi, I don't think they really tested them that much, so it'll be interesting to see when they come up against teams like Bournemouth, for example. Um, but yeah, a really exciting project that Ed and the team are building there, definitely. Yeah, well, they've already had a, a 4 3 away win at uh, Keensham Town, which uh, I think, you know. Shows that they can uh, uh, do it in close games, if you know what I mean. You get the right side of a close result, uh, considering they scored fairly late on in that one. Um, so, yeah, exciting times at Maidenhead United. Yeah, good to get down to York Road, perhaps and see some goals, perhaps on a Sunday rather than a Saturday. <laughs> well, that kind of uh, concludes our roundup of the. Uh, Football that's just gone. So uh, now we'll push on to looking ahead to the football that's coming up this weekend. And the first thing we're going to take a glance at is the Women's FA Cup, as the first qualifying round is taking place over the course of the weekend. And we have uh, two Berkshire sides involved, Abby. Um, Caversham United at home to Camden and Islington United, and Slough Town away at Haddenham Youth. which of, the, out of those two sides do you think is the best chance of getting through? Do you know what? I'll be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if both sides were, were through, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Caversham, this is their third season in, in the FA Cup. Um, so it's a season pros now, let's say. Um, they had a little bit of a disappointing run last year. They were knocked out in the first round. So I think they'll be looking to build on that, definitely. Um, what and Camden and Islington, this is their, their debut season, so it's their debut season in the FA Cup. And they've only recently, so last season, were promoted uh, into the London and South East um, Division One North. So, um, yeah, it's a, they, they haven't started particularly well either. They, they've lost both, both their games. Um, I think Capsham have only played one game so far. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's absolutely theirs for the taking. Um, they they also have made some some good signings. They've pulled in a few people from elsewhere. I think they've got a couple of dual regs as well. So yeah, like I said, they had a bit of a disappointing run last season. So I think they'll be keen to get things up and running. Um, they've got a bit of a cup double this weekend at Maple Durham as well because the the men's reserve side I think it is are playing in a Bucks and Bucks Cup. So yeah, it's a bit of a cup galore game this weekend at Maple Durham if people are interested. So yeah, I think it's definitely worth one watching. But equally, Slough I think also uh, had 
they're they're playing Haddon and Youth, as you mentioned. Um, they're from the division below, I think. No, sorry, they they're promoted into Division One this season. So again, I think having um, only just been promoted, I think it also is their first what round uh, first season in the FA Cup. So yeah, I think Slough. I, I can't remember how many how many times they've been in the FA Cup now. Um, there is interviews coming out with both managers at some point this week. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, so, yeah, I think actually we could be all right in this first round and we should see both both Cavsham and Slough go through. Wow. Uh, bold prediction there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be bold this season, Rob. I'm going to be bold. <laughs> well, considering how your Reading women predictions have gone, I think uh, I'm not sure Cavsham United <laughs> or Slough Town will be particularly happy <laughs> to have the weight of your backing visibly slowing them down. But uh, no... <laughs> No, uh, yeah, uh, two good uh, ties there, of course, uh, both taking place on Sunday, um, 10th of September, obviously, this Sunday coming. Uh, and yeah, you say the Cavendish United game is going to be at Maple Durham. Um, yeah. So that's the one that's being played in Berkshire. Uh, and I'm not quite sure where Haddenham is. Do, you, um, do either of you uh, know exactly where they're going to be played? I think kind of Oxford way, but I might have made that up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, absolutely. Well, want to uh, get your uh, uh, roadmap out and get along to support Slough Town as well, because, yeah, FA Cup uh, games always uh, bring a little bit of excitement. So uh, I think uh, two great fixtures to follow there. Cool. But back on the men's side, we also have uh, cup action and it's going to be uh, our teams are starting in the FA Trophy. Uh, Binfield are away at Ashford United. Ascot are away at Horndean and Thatcham Town are at home to Bristol Manor Farm. Uh, obviously, we have other teams to come into the competition. Bracknell, Hungerford, Slough and Maidenhead will join at uh, later rounds. But the step four sides are starting already. And these are the fixtures this weekend. So, uh, Bob, I'll give you the order on this one. Why don't you pick out a game there? And who do you think out of the three uh, Berkshire sides has the best chance in the competition this season? Um, I've, I've got a sneaking feeling for Thatcham. Oh yeah, um, I think they've you know they've, they've changed so much in the in the last twelve months. Hmm. Um, they're playing a good side against with Bristol. Um, uh, you know, I, I've I've been down there several times to watch games, and it's a, it's a lovely setup. Um, but I've got I've just got a sneaking feeling that Thatcham might might surprise a few people this year in this cup. Okay, interesting. Yeah, they've uh, they've started their season sort of. Uh, like kind of so-so in the Isthmian um, South Central. Um, some good results, but, um, you know, sort of suddenly uh, doing all right. Uh, but, yeah, Yeshua Romeo, he seemed to, in the middle of last season, seemed to get the team going really well, and perhaps it tailed off a little bit towards the end. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm not um, I'm not 100% sure what to expect from Thatcher this year. We had Robbie Stelling on the other week, and he was reasonably positive about them as well. Um, so yeah, perhaps one to keep an eye on. Do you think? I, I think so. I mean, they've got some. They've, they've got some good players, and they've got some good defenders. Uh, which you know, as, as a retired defender, I always like to see that. And yeah, uh, and I, I think I, I, I just got, I've just got a sneaking feeling that that they could surprise a few people this year. Okay, very good. Well, yeah, but like I say, they currently sit bag in mid table, two wins and two defeats from their four games. Uh, and so, and actually, but they're on uh, level points with Marlon, who are fifth in the playoffs, uh, yeah. uh, the final playoff position. So, you know, still very tight, very early days in, in that yeah. division. 
So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to keep an eye on them. Uh, but Ascot, of course, playing their first ever game in the FA Trophy, having uh, won the FA Vars last season. Their uh, um, FA competition pedigree is obviously very high. Um, you you have good experience, obviously, with Binfield when uh, they, you came off the back of an FA uh, Vars win and were promoted yeah. the same season. Sorry. FA Vars final, uh, and and uh, were promoted the same season, and uh, uh, the team then went into the trophy next year. What's the step up like uh, when you go from uh, not only step five to step four, but those two different competitions? Well, I think going from five to four, as Abby said earlier, is is, is quite a step. Yeah. Um, you you uh, you know if you stand behind some of the benches, that. And, and listen to the opposition. The people that have been in that in that league for a number of years, they have a different conversation to the one yeah. that you have in step five. So I think tactically they're a bit more astute. Uh, physically, I think the players are a lot so much stronger. Um, and I think when you play an FA Trophy game, you're playing against people that have played in it maybe four or five years, and and they they I, I, like all clubs should do. They do see it as a money generator. And you know the further they can get, and I, and I just I don't know. I think there's a bit of there's a, some some real pride in the FA Trophy actually. Um, it's you know a lot of clubs might think oh we we can't possibly get to the final, but you know, um, but people want to have a go in that cup. Um, I saw saw two or three games last year, and they they were all blood and thunder. Um, and it's you know it's 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 worth progressing. So I think Ascot will, you know. Uh, and all three teams will have will have the hands full for sure, but it, 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 that's what it's all about. It's about competition, isn't it? You don't yeah. want to go through a season having a few games where the gimme games. You want games where where all the all the players are really going to strive and work hard. And this, you know, this this trophy is worthwhile getting through to the next round. Absolutely, yeah. I think with the with going up into this uh, competition, you, you perhaps have look at the FA Vars or perhaps the FA Cup um, that these sides would have been playing in for a few seasons. They're in the qualifying rounds of those competitions and perhaps they're the big dogs at that point. You know, they're playing yeah. sides from step five or, um, you know, step five or uh, the similar level at least. But now they're going into this competition and everyone's the same level as them. Yeah. And uh, and it's only going to get tougher as longer it goes on. So, yeah, you're completely right. I, I think, Obviously, the you know it, it's simple to say that the standard is better, but it, it starts straight away. I think. Uh, with I, th I think the competition. Dare I say the competition is more fierce than the FA Vars? Mm. From what from what I've noticed, and and I mean, step four is is physical. I mean, be under no illusion. You know, step four is a physical league. Yeah. Um, I, I watched um, the Northwood two centre halves on 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 Saturday. You know, they 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 weren't there for a day out. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I saw it a lot in, 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 in step four games last year. You know, these, these players mean business. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll defend mightily. Um, they'll attack with speed. And, and, and I think there's more athleticism in step four as well. Yeah. I have to agree. Having seen uh, Binfield's FA Trophy run, I think it was uh, two seasons ago, where they ended up going out to Truro uh, eventually. They, uh, yeah, I just remember the... the Calibre of teams they were coming against, and Truro themselves were um, very, very good side and very yeah. sort of tactically astute. And their wing backs just went up and down the side, uh, yeah. the, uh, the sidelines there all game. They really made it very interesting game yeah. where they sort of 
wherever they were needed, they were doubling up in that area. So if Binfield were attacking, then they were in defence and outnumbering the Binfield attackers. If the ball was in midfield, then they were in midfield. And if the if Truro were attacking, then both of them were uh, up with the forwards as well, just outnumbering the Binfield defence. Yeah. So, you know, I completely agree. And uh, yeah, it leads to some exciting games, though. Uh, definitely worth watching, I have to say. Yeah. Absolutely. OK, well, you know, that was a very rushed... Um, uh, look at the FA Trophy. We, as you may have said, was a slight time deadline um, at the moment, but just enough time to mention about um, a new feature we have on Football in Berkshire called the Team of the Month. So every month, our contributor, Andrew Belt, is going to uh, look at all the fixtures across all the divisions and decide who has been the best team of the month. Uh, so he's going to work it out based on points per game and then on uh, goal difference. So uh, no matter what division you're in, if, you, uh, if you're winning at step three, uh, a win at step three is the same as a win at step seven. So uh, all results get averaged out, cup and league, and eventually you will come out with the team of the month each month. And our inaugural team of the month for August 2023 is Finch Hampstead of the Thames Premier League Premier Division, who have won all four of their games and have a uh, goal difference of uh, 10. Uh, across the four of them so uh, fantastic stuff and uh, yeah congratulations to Finch Hampstead and uh, uh, keep an eye on that going forward to see where your side come because we have a nice range of steps across the top uh, eight or so positions so be interesting to see exactly where everyone uh, lands out as that one goes through all right anyone any other business before we close up today Abby anything from you uh, no, I just want to add on to your team of the month thing is that, as you mentioned, it is a new thing. So, you know, we're, we're figuring things out. <laughs> Before we get replies on Twitter, people complained about not being mentioned. Like we're, it's a new new feature, as you say. So, um, yeah, it's, there's a few teething things right now, but we'll, we'll make sure. And if you feel like you haven't been included again, then, yeah, just drop us a message and stuff like that. But, yeah. It's a new feature, so we're figuring things out right now. But I've, yeah, I think it's really, it's really exciting kind of thing. And actually, sometimes people just like to look at stats, don't they? So exactly. I, I know I definitely do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think it's a really cool feature that we've introduced, and it's a, a cool way for Andrew to kind of keep keep tabs on teams without necessarily having to go to games and things like that. Because you know, li- life is life, and sometimes, so yeah, <laughs> absolutely gives you a good idea of who's doing well each month. So. Yeah, anything uh, to add for you then, Bob? Yeah, uh, you know, the cricket season's coming to an end now. I just encourage all <laughs> those that go to watch cricket, just go to one of the non-league games in the area. You know, we're, we're blessed in this area with the teams on Saturday and Sunday, the ladies' team, the men's team, and go and watch a game. As I say, I was, I was quite surprised when I went to the uh, Ascot-Mangersfield game, the lack of crowd, and I was quite surprised going to Binfield on Saturday at the lack of crowd. So those people that all used to come last year, they're still here, by and large, um, and and it'd be wonderful to just get more more coming along and supporting them and and, and enjoying the game. And and let's face it, you know, if if you ever watch match of the day now, there's more controversy and more time spent talking a bit about VAR and referee decisions than there is looking at the game of football. And you don't get that at this level. So I just urge everybody that has been absent from the summer, just turn up again, pay your money through the gate because the clubs need it and the clubs will really benefit from that support. 
Very well said indeed, Bob. And for all the fixtures across all the divisions, please get along to uh, our website, the fixtures and results page. So it's www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. All the games will be up there. So you can pick all the games of Berkshire size, I should say. So you can pick uh, teams to go and support either in the county or beyond. uh, And yeah, get there for all the latest news as well and um, all the best comments. So, your one-stop shop for all the fixtures across Berkshire. Um, of course, you can get to uh, follow us as well on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the social media sites. And uh, yeah, just search for Football in Berkshire there and you will find us. But that is about it for today. So uh, without much further ado, I just say thank you for listening and uh, thank you very much to Abby Tysers for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, to Bob Bacon for joining me as well. Very welcome. And yeah, goodbye. And we'll speak to you next week. See ya. Thank you. Bye bye. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured guests Abby Tysehurst and Bob Bacon. The podcast is produced by Tom Canning. The theme music is called Space Camp by Reading-based ukulele band Rocket Kings from the album Everyday Adventures and is available on Spotify. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, threads and of course at footballinberkshire.co.uk.